Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the outside vendor rules for photography and videography at Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. And I am joined today by Carly Morgan, the owner of Magical Day Weddings, to talk about this policy because it has flip-flopped a bit in the last few years and just recently there was another change, so we're going to go over all of that. Basically, to give you a little background, at Disneyland, for Disneyland weddings and vow renewals and commitment ceremonies, they've always allowed you to bring in pretty much any photographer you wanted because they don't have an official Disney's like fine art photography or any kind of photography department at Disneyland. Uh, if you wanted to bring in an outside photographer and shoot a bridal portrait session inside Disneyland, then there is a $3,000 fee, but you can still bring in whoever you want. So... Not much to talk about at Disneyland. Disney World, on the other hand, it used to be, you know, you could bring in whoever you wanted for photography and videography for in-park events, at the resorts, pretty much anywhere you wanted to go. And then back in 2009, they instituted a new rule that you could only use Disney's official photography department, which has changed names a little bit over the years. I think now it's called Disney Fine Art Photography. You could only use Disney Fine Art Photography if you were having an event that was inside one of the parks. And then they also have, um, they contract with an outside vendor for videography, but it would be like you were using Disney's videography in the park and you could only use that vendor. So just a few weeks ago, they reversed that decision after, you know, what, four years. And so today, Carly and I are going to talk about what that means for you and your event. Welcome, Carly. Thanks. It's fun to be back. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here because I know when this was announced, they sort of dropped the bomb on Facebook with very little explanation and lots of people had questions about, okay, what does this mean? Where can I bring somebody in to do uh, just an engagement portrait session? Because that's been a prohibition also that you can't use outside photography to shoot inside any of the theme parks just to do an engagement session or a bridal portrait session or anything like that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But so we thought it would be nice to do a show where we kind of cover the new rule and what it means for you. Right. Well, and it, that Facebook announcement was a very exciting day, but they really did leave a lot to the imagination as far as not giving out too many details over Facebook. And so I think it was sort of the announcement that launched a thousand phone calls to the Disney fairy tale weddings team. And I know that I got quite a few emails that day of people just being like, I didn't even know that I couldn't have a photographer if I wanted to get married in the park or, you know, what kind of outside fee, all of that stuff that I think they didn't really cover in the announcement. So hopefully we can clear some of that up. Right. So first, let's talk about what that means for a wedding event, because this is what it really covers. Uh, you can now bring in whoever you want for photography or videography if you're doing a wedding event in the parks. 
So a wedding event would be like your ceremony, your reception, your dessert party, something related to the actual event that you've booked with Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. You're paying a minimum expenditure or you have a package. And the only stipulation is, well, they've always required the outside photographer and videographer to sign a release form or a waiver or some sort of legal document. I didn't look too closely at it. But now you are also required to pay $90 for an escort. I think they're calling them a media escort or something like that. I'm guessing that you have to pay $90 for an escort. This sort of sounds <laughs> terrible, but hopefully they'll come up with a better name for those poor people. <laughs> it's kind of like when they had to change the name of the intimate package to the escape package. Right, yeah. Um, Not good. Yeah. So, and that was actually something that was in the contract before when Carly and I got married. We actually both use the same outside photographer. And for our wedding, not our wedding together, (laughs) (laughs) for my wedding, um, it was inside Epcot and they never charged us an escort fee, but that had always been on the books that, yeah, if you used an outside vendor for photography or videography, you were going to have to pay a vendor fee. So now that they've started allowing it again, they are also enforcing that escort idea again. Well, and there's also this idea that they have to, the photographers have to work with Disney, that you need to give the uh, Disney team the photographer's name well in advance so that they can contact them and have them sign the papers that go over the rules and everything like that. And there has been this idea floating around that Disney might say no to your photographer. Personally, I've never heard of that happening, but that isn't going to be important for later on because there is this idea that Even though you can bring in whoever you want now, you can't actually bring in whoever you want. Disney still does have to approve them. It boggles the mind to think of scenarios in which Disney would look at your photographer and tell you know that you couldn't have that person. But I think that's important to bring up because there might be a disappointed bride in the future who, you know, had this great photographer who, for whatever reason, Disney doesn't want in the parks. And it is, you know, Disney's park. So it is ultimately up to them still. That's a good point and something I hadn't really thought about because you tend to, especially if you are part of communities of Disney brides, you hear about the same photographers over and over. So there are certain photographers Mm -hmm. who, some of them even actually used to work for Disney and now they're out on their own. And so they have great relationships with Disney and you would probably have no problem with that person. But yeah, those aren't the only game in town. There are plenty of other photographers out there. And so it would be interesting to know if you wanted to bring your own photographer, if they were going to tell you no. Right. Well, and I don't think that anybody should feel limited to just bringing in like the big five or the big 10 well-known Walt Disney World photographers. Because again, I have never heard of anybody who was actually told that they couldn't bring in the photographer of their choice. Um, And I do feel like people default pretty often to the well-known names. And I don't know if that's just because it's easier because they know that those people have the good relationship or if they have this idea that they can't bring in the photographer from home or another Orlando photographer who doesn't usually do Disney weddings. I mean, if you have a photographer that you're really passionate about that isn't the photographer that you see all the time on the blogs, it's definitely worth it to have that conversation with the wedding team because chances are you can have that person at your event. Right. Yeah. And I notice it goes that way with a lot of the vendors. Like you'll see a cosmetologist who gets really popular and Mm -hmm. suddenly everybody uses him or her and photography, same thing. And so, yeah, I always encourage people to look around and find someone who suits your style and not just go with whoever you see most bandied about on the message board. Although, of course, it is a good idea to go with one of the old standards because I know that I got my cosmetologist, my hair makeup person, I got the recommendation from the Disboards, but I misspelled what I thought was the person's name, found a totally different Florida person, ended up hiring her, not realizing that she was the person that everyone was raving about and was not happy with her services in my wedding day. So I will say, you know, a little two cents remark that on the one hand, you don't have to feel stuck with those vendors. But on the other hand, if a hundred Disney brides have used them and they've loved it, that's a pretty 
solid recommendation that you're going to be happy at the end of the day. That's interesting. Anything else we need to cover with, I mean, you were, most of the questions you were getting that people were confused about were the portrait sessions, right? Yes. I got a ton of questions, both from couples and from vendors about whether or not portrait sessions inside the Disney World parks could happen. I did get a few questions just from people who basically sent me the name to the photographer and wanted to know if that photographer would be allowed. And again, you know, I have absolutely no authority when it comes to Disney weddings. I am not in the loop. I am not part of the team. If you do have those questions, go ahead and give your wedding planner a call. Or if you don't have a wedding planner yet and you're just thinking ahead, you know, go ahead and give them a call because they are actually very helpful. They're very busy, but usually they will get back to you with an answer fairly quickly. So yeah, let's talk about now portrait sessions because, you know, a lot more people honeymoon at Walt Disney World than get married there. And the idea of taking photos in the parks, especially like in your bridal attire seems to be very popular or even just doing engagement photos there is popular and people want to bring outside photographers. So there were a lot of questions when this announcement was made about whether that policy, which prevented outside photographers from shooting any kind of portrait sessions in the parks, if that had been reversed. Right. And that got murky very. So one of the things that I want to start with is that there's a difference between bridal portrait sessions and engagement sessions. The pictures of people in the Disney parks in their wedding gowns and their wedding finery and all of that. Most often those sessions are done early in the morning before the park is open, which is why you don't see people wandering around. And traditionally, even, you know, back when we were still planning our weddings four or five years ago, that has always been Disney photography that does those sessions. And part of that is because it's happening before the park is open. And so it's only open to people who have that special access and Disney has it. So if you want that picture of you in a wedding gown in front of Cinderella's castle with the pink sunrise sky and all that sort of stuff, you are going to have to go with Disney photography. And that's not a recent change. And I think that people have this idea that because they've seen people in wedding gowns in the park that they can pop into the park at 4 p.m. on a Thursday when everybody else is also in the park in their wedding gown and have photos taken. And that hasn't been true for a couple of reasons. One is the whole big question mark about having portraits done during park hours by other photographers anyways. And then there was also this issue, which I, you know, honestly isn't completely resolved right now, but Disney for a very long time has had a rule against people coming into the parks in costume. And the reasoning behind that is actually safety reason. Um, They didn't want people to come in dressed up like characters or dressed up in big fancy dresses, making them look like princesses, even if they don't look like Disney princesses, because they didn't want to have the threat of people coming into the park dressed in a certain way to lure children who've become accustomed to going up to adults who are dressed up in these parks for autographs and pictures, and that that's been part of the experience. And obviously, Disney doesn't want random people to be leading children out of the parks like the Pied Piper. And as a mom, I am all for that rule because my two-year-old doesn't have any idea who's a princess and who's not, let alone people in beautiful dresses. So I have heard that they've relaxed on that rule in Walt Disney World. I don't actually know how relaxed. I don't know, you know, if it's just anything goes these days, but I'm kind of hoping again, as a mom, that they've they've sort of stuck with that rule because I would prefer that everybody just shows up in their jeans and t-shirts and leaves the costumes to the Disney employees. For engagement portraits inside of Walt Disney World Parks with a non-Disney photographer, things are really cloudy right now. 
when this announcement came out that they were going to start letting outside photographers back to events, I was really excited because I publish Disneyland engagement sessions all the time on magical day weddings. And the sessions are all done by non-Disney photographers because the only photography option that you have in Disneyland is PhotoPass. And you don't even have the big PhotoPass packages where the photographers follow you around like you can get it at um, Walt Disney World. So in Disneyland, if you want a portrait session, you have to bring in your outside photographer. And Disneyland has not had any problem with that. It, you know, it increases the publicity for the park. It gets at least three people into the park paying admission. As long as you photographer that you're bringing in aren't breaking park rules um, you aren't interrupting the park experience for guests and you aren't bringing in a ton of equipment like outside lighting things like that that are going to be bulky and ridiculous when people are trying to get around you and just enjoy the normal day you know it's not going to be a problem for anyone at Disneyland and the nice thing is that there's actually been quite a few photographers who are interested in doing Disney weddings and you know it's hard to break into this market because again a lot of Disney brides pick photographers that have already been doing Disney weddings. So if you're a photographer on the outside of that circle, you know, it's hard to sort of get in there into the rotation. And many of the photographers in the Anaheim Disneyland area um, have started by doing engagement sessions in Disneyland to get the attention of Disney brides. And a lot of those photographers have now managed to become nearly full-time Disney wedding photographers doing weddings and engagement sessions. And I love that because as much as I love the photographers that I've been featuring regularly for the last five years in Magical Day Weddings, you know, it's always nice to get fresh blood and to see new faces and to sort of, you know, keep options open, especially because those really famous top five photographers, the people that everybody talks about, very often they're booked out for a long time. And so I like the fact that now we've got these newbies coming in and doing Disney engagement sessions in Disneyland, and they're able to pick up some of that extra work. So. When they announced on Facebook that outside photographers were going to be let into the parks, I was really excited because I imagined a new rush of new Walt Disney World photographers, along with, you know, sessions from the photographers that we all see and love. And so I kind of assumed that it was just like a, a lift of the ban in general. But to make sure, I called guest services, the, you know, main customer service hotline for Walt Disney World the day that that announcement came out and I talked to somebody who checked with security and she said that there was absolutely no problem with bringing in your outside photographer as long as they were following the rules that I mentioned before. So ecstatic, I posted on Facebook that this announcement looked like it was going to apply to engagement sessions and I was looking forward to all the new work. And almost immediately my email inbox filled up and just did not stop filling up for about the next three days because all of the brides and all of the vendors were very confused. And what had happened is that guest services and security, depending on who you talk to, doesn't seem to have a problem with you bringing in a photographer, just in the same way that Disneyland doesn't. Although I have heard rumors of cast members who have given people trouble about this before. So that seemed very much like, I, you know, photographers who were also calling guest services and things like that, and we were all getting the same response. But I also got input from vendors who do Disney weddings often. And it turns out that the Disney weddings team itself is not comfortable with the photographers that do the weddings doing park sessions. And there's this idea that if they find out that these photographers are doing these sessions, they will take them off of that approved list, not only for park weddings, you know, park Disney weddings, but for Disney weddings in general, because again, Disney's approval on whatever photographer you pick. Now, it's hard to imagine 
Disney is suddenly saying that you couldn't use one of the photographers that has been working Disney weddings for 20 years and like is very well known. But realistically, I don't know how many vendors are going to take the chance. And like, if I was a photography vendor, from their perspective, I don't know that I would want to take the chance either because why, you know, why get yourself into trouble if you're enjoying doing Disney weddings? If you ask me, it's a little unfair to the photographers who are working in the Orlando area who aren't in the Disney weddings loop because if I was just a photographer and I wanted to do an engagement session at Epcot, and I was thinking, okay, well, how do I know the Disney isn't going to kick me out? I would call guest services. I wouldn't be calling the Disney wedding team because if it's just an engagement session, that has nothing to do with the wedding team. All they handle is events. And so it's interesting because I get submissions all the time from new photographers who have done park sessions and who apparently have had no trouble and who are now sending me the photos to publish. And I have to tell them that I can't publish them because there's sort of this strange, unspoken, unpublished rule about not bringing a photographer into the parks. And now by taking photos and putting them on their own blogs, they've actually jeopardized the potential that they have to become regular Disney wedding photographers, even though they had no way of knowing that, if that makes sense. So it's been, it's been kind of a frustrating thing that they haven't really come out and said one way or the other. But from what I can tell, most of the photographers are leaning away from doing park sessions. And so, and I'm personally, I'm not even publishing them right now. So if I was a bride looking to do a park session, I would have to sort of keep that in mind and look around and see if I could find somebody. And then also know that you're kind of taking this strange risk because you might get the cast member that's okay with it and you might get the cast member that's not. And you might be really hurting that photographer's future in, in the Disney World area. So you know, it's, it's a loaded, loaded topic. Yeah. And, you know, that's always been one of my biggest frustrations with Disney is, you know, there are tens of thousands of cast members and they aren't all on the same page. And it's pretty much ask a different cast member, get a different answer. And that can be really frustrating, especially when you have a community of brides who are all talking to each other online and one person got this thing and the other person wants it and can't get it. And, you know, the right. consistency just isn't there. Well, and to be fair, Disney's a huge company. And so you've got Guest services is one department, security is one department, photography is one department, the wedding people who are doing your wedding are one department, and then the wedding media team who are running things like the commercials and the blog and things like that are a totally different department. And when there's miscommunication between those departments, that's pretty reasonable because of how many people are involved. But when you're just the person on the outside trying to call Disney, it's very frustrating. Right, right. I'm hoping that there will be a change. I was really excited to see that the official Disney Weddings blog has started publishing the engagement sessions that non-Disney wedding photographers are doing in Disneyland because those sessions are not run through the Disney Weddings team at all. And so all they're doing is just celebrating the good work of a photographer that was on Disney property, not celebrating an event that they actually had a hand in. And, you know, I'm hoping that that's a sign of change of being more accepting about just supporting the photographers who are working inside the parks and who may at some point be working with the Disney weddings team as well, but not necessarily. Right. But yeah, because a good picture is a good picture and you would think that would benefit everybody. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, we want the good photographers in there because the better the engagement sessions come out, the more people start getting interested in having engagement sessions and that's going to lead to the more people getting Disney weddings. And, you know, Disney weddings, it's still, even though they've done a good job with the advertising, and they've made it more popular and more common, there are a lot of people who have a fixed notion about what a Disney wedding looks like. 
and probably have fixed notions about what it would be like to have engagement photos in a Disney park and how they, you know, would be these silly, childish, maybe bordering on tacky things. And the engagement sessions that are coming out of the Disneyland and the California Adventure Parks, they're just breathtaking, especially with the new Cars Land and all that beautiful scenery that Disney worked so hard on. I mean, it's just perfect. I honestly don't know why you would have your engagement photos taken anywhere else. And I I want people to see that. Right, right. Yeah. So it seems like it would be a win-win. Mm-hmm. But cross your fingers. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being on the show again today, Carly. It was great to get your perspective on this and find out what your experience had been with the announcement and people's reaction through your blog. Uh, Hopefully, we've been able to clarify a bit of it for people who are curious about this. And like you say, hopefully, we'll begin to see more interesting and diverse photography coming out of the parks to show everybody how cool a Disney wedding or an engagement session can be. Right. All right. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>